0: Every time these things happen in the USA, I think of all these cases that also happen in the UK, Um, but they don't get as many headlines. Most people don't realise that um, as a proportion of the population, black people are imprisoned more in the UK than they are in the USA.
1: Could be the start of a series of podcasts or roundtables, whatever we decide to call it, um, for Pock and Play. And um, this is kind of a special first episode in response to the murder of George Floyd and um, events happening in the US, which sparked sort of worldwide protests. And so in the podcast studio, or remotely, because we're also in the middle of a pandemic. Um, <laughs> we have the, sort of the Black voices from the Pluck and Play team, basically. Um, we're going to do a, a check-in chat to see where, we, where we're at, um, our responses to the events, and um, the industry response, and just how we're feeling, how we're coping with it. So I have Mike, Adam, and des in the studio so yeah um hi and um how are you how are you feeling how's everyone how's everyone doing that question that people ask you and you hate being asked right now <laughs>
0: <laughs> who's first des i'm existing <laughs> there, go on go on them. what i said i'm existing
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah yeah um I think the pandemic has put, you know, all of us um, under quite a lot of stress already. Um, speaking for myself particularly, I felt more confined. Um, suddenly home is also work as well as home at the same time. Um, then in the background, you have lots of, you know, different of uh, terrible events happening. Um, social, political, and so on, which upsets your flow even more. So I think even though we've seen the shooting of and, and killing of um, unarmed black people previously, um, I feel like it's something that we just didn't need right now <laughs> um, to see such a blatant example of uh, anti-blackness and police brutality. Um, and I think what a lot of people who are not black don't realise is that when it happens to one person, you feel like it's happening to you and it's happening to your family members as well. So um, I've definitely been feeling the strain. Yeah.
1: How about you, Mike? What's your kind of... What's your word of the day? <laughs> like, tired. tired. Yeah.
2: I'm just tired, just tired, 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 tired. It's like... Yeah. I mean, almost everything Adam said, like, all right, so I'm at, I'm, on, I'm working from home. I already had deadlines coming up. If there weren't a pandemic, I would already be stressed by the deadline. Now, that's just been amplified by the fact we're all in a lockdown. And that's now amplified by the fact that there's this, you know, horrendous, like, civil rights abuses going on in the States. Well, it's not as if it's just started, but it continues to happen. Even that, even like racism won't take a break for the pandemic, even though everything else has.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's just,
2: like, it's just like, during the week, I'm stressed out about work already. And then on the week, because I'm black all the time. I'm not, like, I can at least put work off on the weekend, I can have those two days of the weekend and just enjoy myself. Um, pandemic has sort of put a bit of a hold on that already. And then like, when you just are constantly looking at like Twitter and reading all the news and just being like, oh, please can I have a break? It just feels like you just, there's no room for a break anymore right now. Yeah, yeah. And just exhausting yeah. and it's like, <laughs> like just having to like explain to people what's going on. People who have the exact same access to information that i have. But just haven't been forced to have to learn about these sorts of things, they can like kind of imagine this stuff doesn't happen. It's just like no yeah like if i if I hear about a black guy getting killed in the states like i am affected as a black man here in the u k too. It's like that sort of global diaspora feeling I don't know. it's just like you're like, yeah, I mean, I've had issues with people in the u k It's not like we're some utopia where there isn't like racial stuff like for the the shop by like security guards or all this sort of little stuff and it's just like yeah at least we don't have guns here it's like almost the only thing that makes it feel like okay cool well i guess it's not as bad it's not actually the absolute worst it could be though it's they're very comparable but yeah just tired so everything just requires energy now and it's like no you can't escape you can't go anywhere you can maybe you can go to the park for an hour or have you have unlimited exercise now thanks to our very benevolent (laughs) government but useful (laughs) Yeah, it's it's hard. You can't do it. I mean, today, I had the day off today, as I mentioned to you both all before. Like, I had the day off today. I forgot I had the day off. But even then, I'm, like, aware of the fact I'm trying to distract myself. Therefore, I cannot distract myself because I'm, like, I'm, I can't actually forget about what's going on. It's, like, I'm just doing other stuff to keep myself busy. So it's sort of, like, I'm always spending energy somehow. But it's just, like, choosing where to focus it. It's either, like, reading all the stuff, trying to donate to everything, or I'm just like, let me just play a game. And just c- focus and concentrate on this game for an hour. But yeah, it's it's constantly in the back burner, I guess. So yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah. Tired. tired.
1: <laughs> Des, what's, what's your word? <laughs> your response word?
3: Well, I, I, um, I feel quite bad, actually. Because uh, since I've been in self-imposed exile over here... Um, oh, you might need
1: to explain where you are, Des. Y-
3: yeah, so... I am in the middle of nowhere in Germany, which um, is both very nice and equally not very nice because, um, you know, if I spent a very large part of my life living in London. Uh, we had a very nice flat in Zone 2 and you can have access to whatever you want, whatever you want but since we've been here, that is the complete reverse. <laughs> so um, <laughs> it is, you know, completely, uh, it's trivial stuff like, you know, nice takeaways and, you know, being able to get Amazon prime. Um, but no, I, uh, so, I mean, when we moved out here, you, you know, we were very conscious that we needed somewhere that, um, I could have a specific office space. Um, cause you know, I, I've been working remotely for, uh, you know, quite a few years now. Um, because i was very conscious of that fact like you know when you're living and working in the same space like you know mentally it's very hard to um well keep yourself healthy basically even you know you tend to overwork um and you know don't look after yourself in many different ways or um you don't work but then when you're not working you also can't detach right like you're like oh you know this is the computer that i play games on or this is a table that I work at and both eat at. It's just yeah, it's, it's tough. So yeah, very fortunate on that front. Um, so yeah, for work, it's just been business as usual. So oh, okay, cool. Um, but where I am feeling it is um, yeah, I'm very tired because my day's been extended. So because the the kindergartners are closed, and I'm the primary caregiver for the kids, um, I've got to deal with that. Like, at uh, what time to get up? So the big one gets up roughly 5.36 every day. Um, so yeah, it's not, it's not good. Um, so I look after them till lunchtime and then my wife comes home from work uh, just after lunch and then that's when I start my full workday. You know, i got to get seven hours in after that. And then, um, yeah, you look at 9, 10 p.m. and then he's like, hmm, should I eat? Should I do something fun? And you're just trading that between doing that and going to sleep because, as I said, Five thirty, wake up calls coming. So you're like, okay. Um, but yeah, and then, and then I guess from the 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 uh, the recent events side of things, like I'm just old man, so I I, I try and curate my my social media so it's a very nice place to be, um, and I've been very happy where it's been. But I don't know how it happened, but the, you know the George Floyd video managed to infiltrate my feed. obviously bummed me out for the day i'm like shit okay um and then you know how it is right like you know i remember being a kid being racially abused and like mike said like fortunately enough we grew up in a country that where the police don't have guns because even though i've never been uh what's the word um a criminal but like I have been in situations where the police were there where things could easily have escalated and I might not be sitting here today if I grew up in America. Um, where was I going with this? Oh, yeah, cool. And, um, and then, so, but straight after that, I got a video of the, the the lady in the park where she's trying to call the police because the dog was off the leash. I'm like, holy shit. And then, and then it, that just started a fucking snowball of stuff. And you just said, oh, man, okay, this is... Uh, yeah, right, and I mean this stuff goes all the time, but I it, guess it, uh, it yeah, it makes you sad. I'd, I'd go for a walk in the garden. Like luckily, we do have a garden, but I just uh, yeah. So I was like, yeah, I'd, I'd just mess his I just messaged work as a yeah, I need to step out for a little bit. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So. yeah. I think um, for me, I mean, I was already sort of in a sort of period of managing burnout or the beginning of what felt like burnout. So was already not in a great place. Um, <laughs> and just kind of, and managing to manage that and sort of kind of stay chill and, you know, take time out, take some days if I needed them, whatever. So, Working from home isn't the problem because I did that for like 20 years. But when I moved to Sweden and stopped doing freelance and started working at a company, I made a conscious decision to not have a home office because I was like, I don't really need that anymore. So it was a bit of a bummer when like six months in, it's like, oh, yeah, you're working from home, by the way. It's like, I don't even have a desk. So I'm at my dining table and I resent my work being at my nice dining table that I've just bought for my nice cool flat so um yeah so i resent work being on my dining table and i pack it away at the weekend um and yeah so then this happened and um i've never felt such resentment um and just like i mean i'm feeling everything But mostly, I'm just so resentful of white people for not sorting this shit out. (laughs) Like, like you seriously had to watch a black man get slowly killed on camera to go, oh, you know what, this isn't very good and maybe we need to, and I'm so angry about that because we've been saying this, I mean, it's for time. (laughs) You know, it's just, I just feel so angry that people don't put in the work. Um, You know, it's like black people aren't born knowing the history of colonialism. We find it out and we certainly, we don't learn it in school and our history is erased. So we have to learn our own history in order to understand the world we live in and why it's so shitty to us. And just like other people just don't put that work in. and that's and now we're where we're at. And so yeah, I'm mostly angry. <laughs> that's where I'm at. I'm just like, yeah. Angry. And so um, I mean, yeah, so one of the things I wanted to talk about um in terms of like my reactions and feelings was the the white silence. Um, and I think that's where my resentment has come from. I wondered if any if if you all felt that so basically i felt like white people were just kind of carrying on or i don't know if they tapped out of their social media that week or i don't know what was going on but nobody reached out to see if i was okay or mentioned it it wasn't like mentioned at work as you know and i just i was just it was like i was living in some surreal world and i live in sweden so i mean, although malma is um multicultural and has you know quite a significant for sweden um african and middle eastern community um i just felt i was like in this weird white white land where they just like nobody cared and mm-hmm. i was just like what I was just like, not a single friend reached out until I tweeted, like, until I just, I had to process it over the weekend. And I was like, I am raging right now. i was like, what am I so angry about? And I was just like, yeah, so I did this Twitter thread of just like, why have you not checked in? Do you not care about this? Like, what is happening? Like, how have you missed this? What, I don't know if any of you felt that, or like, what was your reaction to the...
3: So for me, um, I I mean, yeah, So it's because I came to it late, um, a couple of friends reached out, and it. I was like, okay, cool, because I had a quick chat with them and stuff. But then when I realized what was going on, I was like, oh, oh, okay. Like, uh, the cynic in me was just like, so did you see – something publicly like i'll oh, go and check on your brown friends and this is what's prompted this or you know do i give you the benefit of the doubt and you did it yourselves like and, and i mean these people are good people like i i i do give them the benefit of the doubt i do believe that they just came to me on their own, own volition um i think cause it's a little bit about what i feel right i, I there's that bit where hey, you know what, it's over there. It's really bad over there. Like, this level of criminal activity, because, you know, what the police are doing is criminal. Um, just need to make sure people understand that. Um, whereas in Europe, it's a little bit better, and especially in the UK, like, you know, these things are very few and far between, at this scale, like, obviously, you know, racism is still bad. Um, so I think there's that detachment where people are just like, oh, okay, well, you know, we know Dez has grown up in this in this environment where it hasn't been that bad. It's just been a case of sticks and stones, blah, 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 blah. Um, but also, I mean, they know me too. And I've got sociopathic levels of compartmentalization. So um, whilst that input into me is rage and, Please bear with me on this. Like I'm a little bit desensitized of the actual acts, right? You're like, okay, cool. Well, yeah, this is this has always been going on. But what was bubbling up inside me was um I didn't quite understand it, but I spoke to my dad and he said, Yeah, 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 you, you know, you're not you're not upset about the thing, the event. What you're upset about is the consequences. So I was like, what do you mean? He said, Well, think about it if that was a, a, a minority or minority thing, you know that they're going to get punished. But the problem is you don't know that these white people are going to get punished. That's what your problem is. You know, in the unlikely event they get to court, you know, again, the jury is going to be a certain way. You're still not sure they're going to get sent down for the crimes they committed. And I was just like, uh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. I think that is what the problem is. Um, and, and then, you know, you go down this rabbit hole, systemic, you know, that's how the system is and rewards these things. And, you, and then you just get upset because you say, like, well, how how do you, how do you overcome centuries of the foundations that these, these systems are built on? Um, yeah.
0: Um, I think for me... Um... Well, I mean, it's probably worth mentioning that actually not that many people reached out to me in general. Um, I kind of felt, as I started to post more, obviously being involved in Pock and Play, using my own own Facebook feed a bit more regularly, some people started to think, hmm, you know, maybe I should check in on him because he's obviously got a lived experience um, of being a black person in the UK and is also quite concerned with what's going on in the world enough to actually get involved in an organisation that tries to address that in some part. Um, So I haven't had that many people reach out to me, but I can kind of live with that. I think the thing that I found worse is how quick people are to come up with some sort of excuse about what's going on. Um, You know, the usual All Lives Lives Matter crew, they always come out of nowhere when they haven't spoken about police brutality for the entire year. and then also, I mean, I'm gonna chime in on something that Des mentioned. A lot of people will be like, oh well, at least we're not America. You know, America America's terrible, UK's fine, or well, not as bad. And that actually forced me to reflect on the history of what's been going on in the UK as well. And, you know, we've had very, very similar cases of police brutality. Um, you know, when we look look at Sandra Bland in the USA. Um, you know Sarah Reed and what happened to Sarah Reid um, in the UK is a similar example um, you know we look at people like George Floyd who was murdered by the police you have Julian Cole in the UK who was left paralysed and brain damaged so every time these things happen in the USA I think of all these cases that also happen in the UK um, but they don't get as many headlines most people don't realise that um, as a proportion of the population, black people are imprisoned more in the UK than they are in the USA. It just becomes the question of, oh, well, we don't have guns. Guns are loud and scary, but the st- systemic issues are just as scary and they're just as violent. Yeah, but I think in short, it's it's like the, the immediate energy to... Um, you Know to basically say why are we focus on black lives, all lives matter. Um, or it's like, oh, well, I'm a good person, or I have black friends. Um, it's just like, wh- why do you have the energy for all of this but not actually addressing the issues,
1: hmm. Mike?
2: Yeah, I mean, so I had a, a few people reach out like unprompted. And just to check in on me and see how I was doing. But now I think about it, I think it's because I publicly donated to a Minnesota um, Bailout Fund and tweeted it. And I was like, match shit, donate what you can, see if you can match this. And then I think that prompted someone to be like, oh, how are how, how you doing? You're right. And then later on, I just straight up tweeted like, "Have what? Or like, have you checked in your black friends yet?" And then suddenly, like, the phone's like, Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z. "You're right, mate. UK, okay? how's it going, bro? I'm Just, I'm thinking about it. you. Let me know if there's anything I do." I was like, oh, "Really?" Like,
0: like, not like <laughs> that. <laughs> 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 it was like the uh, bat, signal bat signal or something. Or something.
2: <laughs> it was like, the "Come, the com, <laughs> like, like, just a big light, like, checking on your friends." There's like people who look like your friend just being killed straight up and then there is actually like some sort of debate or discussion on whether the police need to be held accountable for this or if it was okay because he might have spent a like dodgy $20 note. Last time I checked, spending a like dodgy 20 the penalty for that is not immediate like execution Well not even immediate, it's a slow, horrible one. I think I think that's maybe what's provoked people to be a bit more vocal as well. It's just like a lot of the other stuff that happens, people are always like you know, like the police have got a tough job, you know. Maybe he had a gun. Maybe he was going to pull a gun out. Blah blah blah. blah. And they so always I mean, try and justify it and try and frame the victim as the as a criminal. Um, this time it's like no, you could see like at any point he could have just got off got off his neck. He just um, Trevor Noah did a good thing, and he was saying like it just looked like something he just wanted to do. He just knew yeah. he could do it. He knew he'd get away with it, so he just did it. it, it you could see he's, he's actually at, not at risk at all in any way there's no way this guy's gonna do anything there's four officers around everyone's just like get up he's telling you he can't breathe he's calling for his mother it's like and i think just that video going out it sort of made it very very difficult for anyone who could sort of try and reframe it as like oh but he was a bad guy doing bad stuff they had to do something to him." to be like actually you know what the amount of mental gymnastics required to sort of try and right. justify this is wrong and i think there were even people from like fox coming out and saying like yo that was wrong and like when flipping a, a network like fox is coming out and saying like that's wrong that's you know it's like a proper yeah like, that means
1: it's serious right? <laughs> it's serious,
2: serious yeah yeah so yeah there was a lot of a lot of silence for a while people did eventually get in touch and I was like cool and then like I just sort of was I don't know It just feels like such a burden to have to try and educate people and stuff. They're like, I'm not you don't you're not born black and come out of the womb and they're like, Well, here's your guide to being black, you need to read about this, these are the maroons. This is like, like all the stuff you need to know, read this book, you know what I mean? Here here's your copy of They Came Before Columbus, read this book and like all this stuff, like you just, and just
1: some Langston Hughes for your
2: <laughs> yeah, update. Exactly, yeah. This is WEB Bois. This is you know what I mean, here's your Marcus Garvey thing. Oh I'm Jamaica, so It's like, here's your Marcus Garvey like writings. Yeah, it's mad, but yeah, people were quiet, but they can't they can be silent no more now. It's like, look, the whole world is watching. They've got right. that man is in the White House, all of this stuff's been amplified and like hyped up and it's just like Yeah, I don't I don't remember what the question was.
1: Yeah, just uh, just like the, about it was about white silence and just like reactions, basically.
3: Can I just go for a slight tangent? Like you can cut you can cut this out if if, if you wanted it. It's yeah, it's a big tangent. Um, so Mike, uh, a friend of mine, um, used to work in the equivalent of the the SWAT for the Met, right? And um, whenever there were some dodgy shootings. Like, we'd have talks, like, long into the night about the things. He took me through the mechanics of it, right? So the biggest one that I had an issue with, like, I texted him straight away as soon as it happened. There was a guy walking around who had mental health issues, um, and he he had a lighter that looked like a gun. Like, it was actually a a replica of a gun. Um, Now, the thing is, the way shoots are always reported is that they're reported as fact, but, like when you're there as a first responder, your primary uh, role is safety for the uh, community, right? So you've got a gun, which you're allowed to use. They've got something that looks like a gun. Like, there's no room for hesitation. Like, hesitation means someone who shouldn't die, might die, right? And um, it becomes a different story. So if you wait and see, like, oh, is it a real gun? He, get, he or she gets a shot off and a member of the public gets hit then that story becomes you're standing right there, you had a pistol, why don't you put him down? It's like, well because I wasn't sure it was a pistol and it's just like, it gets into that really horrible um, thing. So uh, I guess my point is, instant shoots I've I got some leeway for um, and why this is a tangent is because that's not what happened, like this is the the brutality shit which is like, oh yeah, they're handcuffed subdued and like defenseless um but uh, i'd I'd like your point that you said about how um he uh knew what he was doing because like the thing that's bothering me is that you any human knows what pain is and they know how we all function and they know like you know 150 pounds of pressure on any artery up here isn't going to be good and he's just looking around like he's reading the newspaper, man. It's just like, yeah, super comfortable. But and it's that mentality thing. In his head, he's like, This is okay. And you just like, Holy shit, man. Like, is that programmed by the police? Is it missed by the police? Or like some psych, psych evaluation before he he uh signs up? You're just like, holy shit, man. Um, sorry, yeah, that was a tangent. <laughs> hmm. No,
1: it's <that's> interesting. <laughs> But I think um, it's also it doesn't even have to be that viol- violent, though. Because I mean, talking about you know the you know the, the Karen phenomenon and um, the white woman in the park, completely. You know, white women weaponizing their whiteness to you know. Like I mean, this was like attempted murder of a black man in a park for just um saying something to her about her dog um and it happens all the time you know you hear about that all the time or white women asking a black woman to to get out of her seat in a busy cafe because she was the only black person in there yeah like in new york i saw that on twitter like someone saying it's like yeah it's getting crazy here i had a white woman just ask me to get out of my seat um and yeah <sighs> And you know that is just like that's psychological violence um against people that people just don't appreciate and all the people who've died or you know have have been approached in that way um that we don't know about because they didn't have a camera Mm -hmm. um because that's the only way people will believe us um which is the which is the thing that's crushing and exhausting it is exhausting
2: yeah especially like with social media as well everyone's like have you got any evidence for this with your facts have you got blah blah blah?" it's like
1: oh my god the the fact the fact checkers yeah
2: yeah and then even if you found facts, they'd be like, oh, wait, but like, these are like, and there's always some, <laughs> just, just say you're racist, just say you're racist, <laughs> and get out my mentions, here's the T. you just, here's a, t- you're just not
1: racist. here's a t-shirt, just like, wear it, yeah. Yeah. be proud, do whatever, go over there, it's yeah.
2: Like, it's like, wh- why waste that energy trying to like, reason with someone who's just like, don't know, they're hardwired to be anti-black, it's like, you, I can't undo these years of programming and conditioning that you've had. So just don't talk to me. Go away. You'll hopefully just die out at some point. I don't know. I don't know
1: what (laughs) happens. So I was wondering if we're, um, because we work in the games industry, (laughs) our organization is about um, the games industry and trying to make it a better place for people of color. So what have we felt about the industry response to this, other than it was slow? That's my, my thought.
0: <laughs> it was slow at first.
1: Yeah.
0: And then it was yeah. like boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's
3: US your thought. Yeah, I I'm really on the fence to this one. Like I at matters like these. I'm just like the last people I want to hear from is brands. Um it's just like yeah, yeah, Black Lives Matter today, not last week, maybe not next month. you just like, okay. So um, I saw a tweet uh, that was just like, yeah, we love your support, but let's see uh, where you're gonna be in six weeks time because you see it for Black History Month. Um, yeah. Loads of, activity, like, loads of activity loads of activity well yeah <laughs> i have to look for it i have to look right. very hard for it um, right. but um I ain't seen and, and, and a quick note i will say a, a shout out to rocksteady because like they did a massive massive uh like company-wide job uh raising awareness for black history Month internally not just externally So that was awesome um yeah so uh, and i'm just like okay cool well then if you start looking at these brands, they've got different levels of response, right? Of course they do. And I want to call out humble at the minute because they announced their like one million fund for for black creatives. Now, if I want to be an arsehole, I could be like one million. Like, aren't you not like a billion dollar company? Like a one million like what is that? Half a percent? A quarter of a percent? Um but the number looks big, doesn't it? It looks big, but when you got the real scheme of things... Um, and I haven't, I haven't fact-checked this, but I think the scheme was existing anyway, which is a good thing, because it means they're doing it anyway. They don't need to respond to an event to think, oh, you know what, this is a good idea. Um,
1: that is good. I didn't know yeah,
3: that. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah, right. Um, That's like so I said, cool. I haven't fact-checked it, but I, I, I think that is true. Um... And then uh, then uh, slight segue onto the All Lives Matter thing. As a brand, if you double down on this, what do you then do with other things, right? Like you need to have razor focus on everything now. Like why, and I'm speaking from an impartial consumer, like why would you pick this one thing and ignore other things happening. i will speak to Mike before, like how as people, we it's, it's not about not caring, it's just not caring enough. So like specifically to me, like I, I care about child labor and, you know, terrible wages in certain countries, but I'm still going to go to a shop buy a pair of Nikes, right? um right? It's, and I, as, a, as an individual, that's kind of, fine but as a brand like if you're making these statements like you gotta go across the board like you can't just be like oh yeah we're doing this thing right now like you have to be able to sustain it um and i think going back to your well no, i'll I come into another statement where people say uh silence is complicit it's just like yeah, but they're not talking to brands. They're talking to the neighbor who watches their other neighbor get dragged out of the house at 3 a.m. Like, they're talking to the other people in the restaurant not defending that lady sitting down in her rightful seat. Like, that's who they're talking to. They're not talking to brands. Who gives a fuck about brands? It's just like, all right, cool, great. Um, And, again, it's cynical me, but you know that statement that any brand comes out with was fucking crafted. It was poured over. It was fucking judged by 10 different people. And they're like, yeah, okay, this is cool. It just... I, It's not where I'm looking for, for support. And not the way of the support I'm looking for, so...
2: Yeah. I have a different take on it. For me, it's like... Yeah, we've been in this situation before. It's every... How I don't know, it's America, right? So every few months there's Black Lives Matter trending again because they keep doing this all the time. And it just reached the point where there's so much silence from like big brands for so long that now it's like if you're dehydrated in the desert and someone gives you like three drops of water, you're like, Oh my god, thank you, geez, even though it's three drops, like flipping neck. Anything will like I'm I'm grateful for anything and like the thing I liked at least was that companies were having actual actions they were like putting their money where their mouth was and stuff like it's too easy you can just put you can put a, a black fist in your twitter icon you can put like something in your little bio you can post up a little black square but i was happy to at least see companies like putting a bit of money forward and like just knowing that a large s- section of the gaming community are kind of weird racist right leaning little man babies, like, knowing that the things that they love are sort of saying, hey, just so you know, we're about this. We actually like, we actually like black people, you know? So even like Infinity Ward was saying like, look, we're really clamping down on like racist usernames or something, which has been a problem forever. It shouldn't take, it shouldn't have taken this long for them to do something about it. But then it was like, all the guys were like, oh, it's just a joke. When they get their accounts banned and stuff now, hopefully they'll be like, oh, maybe that wasn't that cool. I don't know. I'm, I'm Maybe I'm just hoping that some of these brands have a big enough following. Maybe they can reach a small subset of these flipping knobheads <laughs> and <laughs> turn their brains around or something. I don't know. But I was, in a way, I was just like, you know what? It felt a bit like no, no. I mean, spoiler alert, but like Avengers End Game. Where, like, right when yeah. they're getting really exhausted, and it's like, you know what? There's no way we could possibly beat this. You've got, like, Thanos in his army. That's, like, white supremacy. And it's like, I, need t- I just need a bit of backup, man. Like, like Right, we, we need Valkyrie. Life, like, yeah, exactly.
1: And, like, we need some- a black lesbian <laughs> woman yeah, on, exactly. on Pegasus. Yeah,
2: that's that's what we need. Exactly. And then, and then the K-pop stans. And an in- <laughs> in it, the K-pop stands amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. And then you've got, like, I don't know, Sony's coming out. Like, all the main like console manufacturers have come out and made these big statements. It's just like, and it's sort of like a sigh of relief. Like, please, because it's like, at least can you talk to them? Like, I've been trying to talk to these guys for years and years and years. Can you, they'll listen to you in it. Like, just make a statement. Say what you're going to do. Some people just maybe just need the money to do stuff. I'm like, just give, just give us something, please. So, yeah, I was, even it's like getting some scraps off the table, but I was like, you know what? At this point, I'm even happy for some flipping scraps, mate i'm
1: tired, tired yeah i think
3: the clouds i'm sorry dad you go ahead i was just i was just gonna say um just to present a balanced view and just because uh mike you reminded me um uh, yeah it's so call of duty so, so this is the stuff that i do like call of duty updated the game with a a screen with a uh the black lives matter kind of um st- a statement um And they've put it in multiple points of the game that like no matter which bit of the game you're playing you you have to see it um now for me that is much more powerful than like if they just did it on their social feeds because they're just like no no, now we've got all our players we know how many players we have and we definitely know they're going to see it um that's that was awesome and then uh i know it's not games but it's still entertainment but i want to call out netflix so They, uh, I think this was local to Australia, but they uh, they put a message out saying, hey, um, don't watch Netflix tonight. Instead, tune into your terrestrial TV channel and watch this TV show about, um, I think it was Indigenous, uh, a show about Indigenous people. So, and what I love about that is, that is directly foregoing revenue for them And directing them to, you know, a local, uh, uh, what do you call it, I guess, message or or plight that they they should be aware of. Um, Yeah, that's really classy because that's like, yeah, we're going to figuratively shoot ourselves in the foot and make sure you watch that content that we don't own. Go and do that.
1: Yeah, and it's thoughtful because... um, Yeah, I got you, Adam. (laughs) Um, You know, it's thoughtful, because they've had to think that through, because let's put a Black Lives Matter statement on Twitter and Facebook. There is no thought to that, because that's just what you do. That's just knee-jerk. And it's fine, and it's appreciated, because they have clout. But that is thought through. It's like, what can we actually do? Uh, Yeah, that's really cool. Adam?
0: Um, I was just thinking, it's it's often really tempting to look at these things as being... um, like the industry, the games industry, being any different to the society at large. Like the games industry ultimately is just a set of people. And, you know, we talk about the ways that racism manifests itself in society. So some of it's going to be violence, and these are the kind of like really shocking incidents, you know, people being killed for their for their skin colour, um, you know, shootings of unarmed black people, um, you know, maybe even shouting at um, someone, a racial slur in the street. They're kind of clearly, you know, violent, aggressive manifestations. Then you have ignorance, which is more like, um, go back to your own country, or um, well, I think black people are a bit more violent than, than the rest of us. And then, I guess, probably the larger bucket, which is where most of the racism is, is apathy. And when people are apathetic, they're like, okay, we understand that bad things are happening, we recognise there's racism in society, but it doesn't really affect us, or we don't actually have to do anything, or, you know what, I'm quite comfortable with the way things are. So even even if I know that people are being exploited for my benefit, you know, I can exist without really having to worry about it. And I think with the video games industry, it's a very clear example of that. I mean, in general, it's it's not often you hear about people, um, you know, telling, uh, yeah, black people in the UK to go back to Africa or you um, wish you wish you'd ban Muslims. Sometimes you do get that in video games. I've seen it. I've seen it on <laughs> on social media, unfortunately. Um, and it's probably even rarer that you see a, a case of. Um, you know, physical racial abuse in in the industry as well. They're the things that you don't see as often. But I could be sure that a very large portion of our industry just you know don't really care, or it doesn't really affect them. And to some extent, I can I can understand it from the sense that you know we're all born into this society, we're born into this system. You you don't really get a choice. Uh, what your skin color is or your social status or your oppression, you know it just is what it is based on the social context at the time. But I think for some people, because they they haven't really been exposed to a clear example of you know what is wrong with society, they just don't quite get it until there's that eureka moment. It's like being plugged into the Matrix for, you know, your entire life, and then suddenly there's a glitch where you just think, you know what, this this isn't right. And I think that's what George Floyd has done to a lot of people. Like, they know yes. there's racism, they see bad things happen. But I think this is one of the moments where uh, people on mass have started to understand that there really is something truly wicked in the system. And then they also realise that that wicked thing has been there for a long time. And maybe, you know, owing to the apathy, people could have seen the signs before and they didn't. But I think here, um, thanks to social media and the noise that's been made, um, they're forced to see it. And now they feel like they have to respond.
1: Yeah. yeah. And also, they're seeing, because there is basically a world of black people currently going through the grief, like seven stages of grief, like together, and people are seeing that, like, it is the weirdest thing to experience, something I thought I would, you know, it's a horrible thing to experience, but it's also extraordinary. Um, And I think people are seeing that, because people don't realize that a black man, and I don't know how they don't, that a black man being brutally murdered by people who are supposed to protect us in America impacts us as black people in France, in Brazil, in Australia, you know, in Kenya. Just it, it impacts us. It is visceral um, because it could be us. It could be my cousins who live in the US. It could be my brother. It could be, you know, us sitting here. Um, and I think now there may be getting, which is why people didn't reach out. That's why the white silence, because it's like, oh, that's really sad, like sad face emoji. This man got killed over there. Um, and they didn't re- recognize the impact it would have on us. That that is us. That is our history being lived out the same shit we've been fighting all, you know, like grandfathers and great grandmothers and great aunts have been fighting this and it's still happening. And then, you know, and uh, so it impacts us and people are seeing that now, Um, I think. I think, I hope, yeah, kind of seeing it. Um, Yeah, go.
3: I was just gonna say, I think the key word is now, like they are seeing it now in this instant, in this moment
1: yeah yeah will they be seeing it a month from now yeah two weeks from now so my next question what well, i have okay so this is kind of jumping so like light, lightening the tone maybe a bit so i guess it does lead on from that you know the, the sort of collective trauma of this so like have you like how are you how are you dealing with it like what are you doing you know the sort of the buzzword is self-care right so I mean we're in the games industry we like playing games is anybody playing games to are they helping at all is there you know what are people doing like which communities are supporting you like what are your what's your support
2: Well I was already playing Animal Crossing right I'm one of those Animal Crossing <laughs> players so I was already spending like I don't know half an hour to an hour just catch some fish, go yeah. around the beach, just talk to my little my little cute islanders who have no concept of racism <laughs> or anything. They're all different right. animals, you know what I mean? What more, more yeah. like utopian society yeah. could you live in than animal? I mean, it's capitalist, but yeah, that's beside the point. It, all sorts yeah. of different animals living together. So yeah, a bunch of Animal Crossing. I I used to play a lot of League of Legends. Luckily, um been having terrible like lag since like lockdown i think lots of people been playing it and i think all the isps are being hammered but to be fair there was league of legends is clearly way too toxic to play (laughs) to like cheer me up so i've just been doing like a lot of reading i forgot i had this book i've been i'm really bad when it comes to reading i get really into it and i get about two-thirds of the way through a book, and then, like, a new game will come out on Switch, and I'll just play that instead and forget it. But I had been reading Blink by Malcolm Gladwell, and I was like, you know what? I should just finish this freaking book. Right. It's a good one. So I've been reading, like, I had the day off on Tuesday just for, like, mental health, just to try and uplift my spirit somehow, and it was sunny outside. (laughs) So I was laying in the back garden in the sun, phoning, not looking at any social media stuff. Like, no, I can't see anything. Even though there are... Some nice bits intertwined mm-hmm. in my timeline, but generally speaking, it's a constant list of just like different cities in which police have like pushed, like the old man who got pushed down to this morning or something, and all that stuff. So, rest. I was like, I need to just try and get out of that state of mind because I'm just going to get more angry. Like, I've been. Going from like angry and sad, angry, sad, angry, sad. Yeah. tired, Same. angry, sad, angry, yeah. Sad,
1: yeah. tired. Tired is always <laughs> there, but angry yeah. and sad. So
2: like <laughs> a flip, flip a coin, I'm <laughs> angry about right. this, I'm sad, <laughs> about, about, sad this. about this. Um, right. So yeah, I've just been trying to just. I went for a run yesterday, ran a little five k, just try and just get the get the body all all nice and stuff again. Yeah, bit of games, bit of just talking to people. I think has been the thing that's like cheered me up. Talking to friends about stuff. Just it's therapeutic talk through stuff and then have a couple jokes I don't know, watching TV good place, it's good on Netflix actually very good show, The Chase if you're in the yeah, UK, Chase yeah. is a great game show um, oh it's well good mate, it's well good yeah that's it, I don't know, just game regular stuff I guess, music, actually I finding a lot of solace in listening to music, and me
1: too of, yeah, there's a, there's
2: a lot I'm... of songs that like already got me a bit emotional like yeah. the Roots has a good like NPR Tiny Desk concert, and they did this song "It Ain't Fair," which is a song from I think the film Detroit, and the live version of that. Like normally I'm just like, wow, that song's amazing. But if I listen to it now, I'm in tears. But it's sort of right. like, like, I don't know, it's like a it's like a good cry.
3: Mm-hmm, like yeah. it ain't fair.
2: Like it really ain't fair. Like, and all yeah. the comments now, if you sort the comments by most recent, everyone's like, listen to this now. It's like I can't stop from crying, and sort of like,
1: wow. I don't know, it just has this feeling of, feeling of.
2: Everyone being in this together yeah. sort of makes me feel a little bit better knowing that it's, like, not just you anymore. It's, like, everyone is, like, we all see what's going on. We all want to make a change. Yeah, it gives yeah. you, some like, a little hint of, like, optimism for the future of, like, the world. But your yeah, game's yeah. the yeah, Animal Crossing, yeah. though. The Animal Crossing. Animal just... <laughs>
1: Crossing. Yes. Oh, my God. What would I... I... I seriously think, what would I have been done without this kind of cartoon utopia um that i can build for myself where it's just like chill and there's like a cool community of sharing and like you know friends like real life friends yeah. <laughs> give you send you gifts in the game and you know you get a letter from a friend or like they'll leave a note on your notice board if they visited your island if like and yeah, there's just like this nice place to disappear to, and then I agree, music. The music I listen to has changed. Um, I, I did, I, I put it on my Twitter thread, my my angry Twitter thread, mm-hmm. but um, at the end I did some self care stuff, and I have a list, a playlist called Sunday Chill which has mainly black artists and it has Gil Scott Heron's, um, the revolution will not be televised, (laughs) which I find really kind of like, um, and yeah, just, yeah. So like chill soulful stuff has been quite healing I found, Um, but yeah, same. And just like going, I mean, I'm in Sweden, so we don't have lockdown. So like going on bike rides with a friend, And yeah, just yeah, and then just lying on the sofa looking into space (laughs) that might sometimes be Netflix. (laughs) That is also (laughs) kind. And face masks, like face packs. Mm. Just like giving myself like a spa treatment. You can't say face masks anymore because everybody thinks you're just, you know. (laughs) It's true, (laughs) yes. Um, so yeah, like giving myself like a spa treatment, like like the world is normal, <laughs> um, has been good.
0: Well, I guess we're still in lockdown over in the UK. Well, are we? Aren't we? Not sure. Mm, to work, don't go to work. <laughs> a bit of both. <laughs> um, but aside from all of that, um, we can still do social distance meetups. And I have really enjoyed uh meeting up with friends and family. Um from a relative distance and still seeing each other. Um the nice weather has meant I could spend more time outside in the park. Um gyms are still closed, but I've been doing more exercise at home, which is definitely helping. Um what else am I doing? Binge watching. Binge watching <laughs> Netflix and any any platform. <laughs> Netflix, Amazon, <laughs> the, the works. Um, mostly sci-fi just taking myself away to distant distant lands
1: okay. although ironically a lot... been... I was just going to ask what you've been watching, have you watched Snowpiercer, has anyone watched that? I yet?
0: haven't, no. Well, no I was going to I haven't say <laughs> ironically um, the thing about watching sci-fi is that you do start to see parallels with like racism and classes oh, and all yeah. that stuff, so like for example I've been watching The Expanse absolutely loved it um, but it's interesting how they talk about, you know, different social hierarchies and stuff. Um, but there's kind of like a, you know, kind of an interesting element of science fiction in there. Um, there's a lot of suspense. Um, I binge-watched the whole of devs on the BBC, so... um
1: a... BBC, <laughs> I <icon>? can't <laughs>
0: um, I think it's actually on other platforms as well, um, outside of the UK. Um, but that was made by... Um, the same director as Ex Machina so it's a mm-hmm. sort of very um, high science fiction type series um, what's that one? Wolf and Black is another one that I missed out on Link-forged the whole yeah. thing uh, I've just been going crazy basically I
1: just say
0: one more thing uh, and on the video game side of things, and I, I haven't actually finished it yet, I, I left it a bit late to get into this game. But Spider Man on the PS4 <laughs> finally picked up. Oh out my god! Right. god. Um, oh and, my you know, I tell you, yes. uh, swinging from building to building really does help soothe your anger and your pain. <laughs> All you have to do is swing, oh, yeah. you don't even have to bite anyone. Just if you swing, then you feel better.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I might have to play that again. Oh my god, that game is such a gem. I didn't think I was gonna like it, but I loved that game. So good, so good. Devs, what are you up to? <laughs> How are you staying chill? As chill um, as you are, Devs.
3: Yeah, I a couple of things. I I guess this um this stems from my my sports days. But like I so whenever um, we'd get a, like a call go against us or the referee'd make a mistake, like you know, there's no point arguing with them because it's done. Like you have to learn to like channel that incident and put it into a positive um, positive place and um yeah so for me my anger has kind of been fueled into like just razor sharp focus on just some, some creative projects that I have to do um so uh I work on a comic book at the moment so I've been focused on that like you know it's been The last work I've done the last two or three weeks has been amazing. I'm really happy with it. Um, And then that's extended to kind of like stuff around the house, like, oh, I saw me all the time. Oh, can you do this? I'm like, yeah, like, cause whenever you do DIY, it's not as simple as it looks, right? There's always something, there's always a pipe in the wrong place or some super dead space rock that your drill bit won't go through. (laughs) Okay, great. yeah, but uh, yeah, so she's been really happy because I've been doing loads of like little jobs around the house just to kind of like focus yeah. that energy, right? Because mm-hmm. if you store it up, that's not great either. Um, and then on the other side of that, I've, uh, yeah, I just like like Adam, my, my media consumption's got up. So um, at the minute, I'm listening to a podcast called uh, Fake, Do- Fake Doctors, Real Friends. Um, and it's a, a Scrubs rewatch show. Um,
1: oh cool oh cool yeah
3: like it's, it's my cool. all-time favorite show and uh basically Zach Brath and Donald Fazon um watch the episode talk about it and you just hear all the cool shit like all the backstories and like what happened oh, here and cool. all the in jokes and stuff so that's been really nice to just yeah. chill out for like two hours a week yeah. listening to that because like, i just put it, put it on and sit on the yeah. sofa in my office and like nothing, like, nothing. just listen to that yeah, and do nothing else nice. yeah. um Because that's the bad thing that I do is I multitask, and I think
1: Mm. through
3: doing that I don't really absorb multi like the multi inputs as well as I should. Um, So that's been very very cool, and yeah. And then on the the media front with the the so (laughs) I signed up for Disney Plus. I've got Netflix. I've got Amazon Prime. Like you know what I mean? Like I that's what is that? Like twenty five quid? Like just on stuff. (laughs) so, yeah, I've uh, I binged the um, the 90s cartoon X Men. Uh, that oh, was cool. awesome. I uh, see best that. theme song ever. Oh, it's, it's love it so much. Good. Yeah, yeah, uh, best theme music
2: ever. Yeah, hands, hands <laughs> down, oh, mate, I'm already hyped.
3: Hype. Hands down. <laughs> um, I watched The Mandalorian, so I'm not a massive Star Wars fan. But, like, was this, good, this, this, this was, I this remember was, that
1: from our very first conversation. <laughs> yeah. there was a, I was like, so you're you like, I'm not into Star Wars, and kind of turned away. I was like, damn, how am I going to crack this
3: one? <laughs> yeah. I, it's the, I just, I was at the wrong time, like, because I was too young to catch it fever pitch first time round. And I think the first time I saw it, it was like, you know, syndicated at christmas tv or some shit but um my issue was no one used their powers enough and you're just like what the fuck like if you're this all-powerful jedi like you'd use more than one thing at a time <laughs> and, you, and, and you see it for a little bit in um uh i think it's return of jedi where uh luke and um uh darth vader are fighting because he's just like oh cool i'm gonna start throwing shit here. um but then that's it but then, fast forward to uh, uh, Rogue One, which is one of the shittest films I've ever seen. But, <laughs> oh my God, there is a 90-second scene where Darth Vader goes crazy. And I was just like, yes, this <laughs> is this is what was in my eight-year-old head when I'm thinking about Jedis. That, <laughs> that is that <gasps> is what you do. Um, so, yeah, Star Wars is a weird spot for me. But, but anyway, The Mandalorian.
1: Anyway, sorry. Yeah.
3: Uh, Mandalorian is a it's a very good serial TV show like uh, it's set in the Star Wars universe but what's so good about it is you don't need to know anything about Star Wars to enjoy it and if you do you'll be like oh okay that's why that means that but it is not integral to enjoying it um, and lastly on Netflix I've been watching a show um, a Chinese anime called um, Scissor 7 um I, I just found it randomly, like one of the rare instances that the Netflix uh, recommendation engine actually works. <laughs> um, and it's a really like it's it's a twenty minute show. I think there's maybe twelve episodes per season. There's two seasons now, and it is just fun. Um, cool. What's yeah, it called? Yeah. Scissor seven.
1: seven. Okay.
3: Yeah. If it, you like, take
1: anything saved. away from this podcast, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Scissor Seven. <to> me. <laughs> I just
2: looked it up. Ronnie Cheng. Ronnie Cheng's very funny. He's uh, he's on The Daily Show. He's one of the um, writers on The Daily Show. So it's probably going to be very good.
1: Okay, there we go.
2: (gasps) Oh, you know what? You know what actually has cheered me up? It's like actually just doing donations because it's like one of the only ways you actually feel like you can do anything because otherwise you just feel so helpless. But I was actually... I forgot the fact that on like last week Saturday maybe or last week Friday I was just like you know what bam 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 I was just pinging out $100 donations to everything I could see and because it's dollars it doesn't feel like real money to me because I'm in the UK so it didn't, I didn't really notice how much of a financial hit I was taking but I was just, just
3: like ping 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 the ping, Desgale ping, fund
2: the Desgale fund like, what's that what's that for <laughs>
1: it's a new one It's yeah,
2: a new yeah. one. but i was I mean, like you know what people need money i've got money take the money please use it take it do yeah. what you gotta do if it Get someone out get a protester out of jail or anything yeah court cases aren't cheap
0: bail's not cheap yeah so exactly. anything towards it
2: yeah for me it felt like it's the bare minimum i could possibly do but it, at least it was something and i was like this is going to have made a difference to someone
1: yeah that feeling somewhere. Of, somewhere. of doing nothing was yeah which is partly why i came up with this idea because i was like i like we got to some, i got to do something as opposed to just sitting feeling angry um so my question because we've been running quite long and it took us a long time to like, get all our audios in sync and i'm aware of your time and everybody's energy levels so i'm going to go straight to my kind of final question which can deal with um, things that you think we haven't covered. So my question is, um, just any final thoughts you have and do you think that this event is going to change things? (laughs) Des is like. (laughs) You don't think it's gonna change? Do you think in like a month's time this will just be?
3: Maybe not a month, but I think it will start to die down. And I, I, I just know that businesses, unless they are dedicated to improving things for everybody, uh, it will just die out because um, people have jobs that they're paid to do, right? And initiatives like these, like if they just think, okay, cool, let's create an internal task force for this, it then just becomes a bit of someone's job rather than if they've got a dedicated person who can drive it, um, who can literally sit there and stop it from fizzling out. Um, And then the other reason why I'm skeptical is because companies like seeing instant results, right? So they want to do, they want to come up with a program or a project and if they announce it and if it's not well received, they're like, oh, oh, we thought this was going to be awesome. Like, why don't you like it? Like, why why aren't you happy that we're helping you the way we think you want to be helped? It's just like, because um, you should just ask people, like normal people. Um, and I think, it, and this is really tough, right? Like, it's not the point. Like, there's no gratitude for you for doing this. Like, you need to do this because it's the right thing to do, whether you get gratitude or not. Um so yeah, I, I, that, that's why I'm skeptical. I, I, you know, so yeah, that's my point. The people that won't hire dedicate dedicate people for this, they're the ones who are gonna drop off and slow down because, you know, maybe a game launch fucks up. They gotta go all hands on deck and do that. You know, anything can happen. It's game dev, right? So it's, it's tough. But um, i would be I'll be impressed if. Uh, I mean, I'm never going to do an audit. I'm just not going to do it, right? I'm not going to say who's talking now and then check what they're doing in six months' time. Like, who's got the right. time? Um, but no, and yeah, that's a gen- generic statement, and I, I don't like doing that. There, there's a comp- few companies will do it well. They will make an effort, um, but overall, this like I, this is going to be. You know what? I don't think I'll be in games anymore before this gets fixed. And I don't think I'll probably be alive anymore before we see genuine systemic change, right? Stuff like this takes generations to sort out because all the old racists have to die. And then all the sort of offspring of those racists need to be converted. Because, like, sometimes, you know, it's not, um, let's say, it gets diluted, right? They're like, oh, I listen to, I, I hear what you're saying, Dad. But. My friend Ray Ray's not like that. You know what I mean? Like, Ray it's Ray. That. Yeah. like you need to you need to grow that out, and then um <laughs> and then obviously uh their generations kids are gonna be even better. So yeah, this it's gonna take a long time like to move the behemoth that is this institutional um discrepancy between anything like race gender all that stuff. It's gonna take ages, and uh, and uh, it, this is off topic, but like if you just look at how women right. Do you remember? Was it last year or the year before we had that survey about um the percentage of women in in companies? companies? Like, mm. where the fuck is that now? Like, where's right. the follow up on that? Mm. Same thing. Yeah. Same thing for us.
1: Um, Anyone
0: well, or any other final thoughts? Yeah, well? um, yeah. You know, I, in many ways, I'm still tired and sad, angry and pain. You know, those emotions don't go away. Very quickly, um, but I do feel quite hopeful that um, this will contribute towards lasting change. Not in and of itself, um, but I think it is a step in the right direction. I think I've come to realise and accept that I'm probably going to be campaigning for, you know, racial equality and, um, you know, the end of white supremacy and social exclusion for the rest of my life in some way, shape or form. So this is something that's always going to be um, a part of my life and part of my active work. Um, so I'm in it for the, in it for the marathon. <laughs> um, but if you think about our kind of like... What's the word for it? In terms of our activism, it didn't start when we founded Pog & Play a year ago. We've been doing this in some way shape or form for years we've we've been you know pushing the envelope we've been sowing the seeds sending the emails asking the questions for a long time now and i think if this event is another seed that can grow into something bigger and something impactful then i think that's positive And i you know i do think it really will um it will help us to move forward but i think one of the most important things in making lasting change is ensuring that we do have a structure by which we can sustain it. You know, at the moment, you know, as I said, there's a lot of anger, there's a lot of pain. You do have brands who are putting up the Black Lives Matter post just for, um, you know, for clout and to make sure the Black community continue to buy their buy their products. Um, but we need to not get lost in the whole. Okay. I'm now going to make threads um, on identity politics, deciding who is and who isn't black. Um, I'm now going to trash um, like collective movements amongst uh, people of colour, black people, indigenous populations. Um, you know, when we ultimately do need some of that in order to make changes on a policy level, um, and we also do need companies to open their wallets. We do need companies to um add new initiatives to their organisation. so for those companies who have pledged to support us we do need to hold them to account um so i do think that you know part of our organizational aims um to the extent that we have the energy and we have the support i think we should try and turn this into something a lot bigger yeah mike nicely
2: said adam yeah you used the word seed adam which is what i wanted to use because, yeah, I don't feel like this will be, like, the thing that suddenly changes. Remember back in June 2020 when we ended racism? <laughs> like, that's definitely not what's going to happen. But it could be, like, a seed. Like, someone somewhere will see this message and they'll go, oh, you know what? That That is really messed up, you know? And they're going to, like, hopefully spread that with their little group of mates. And hopefully it's like a, oh, I I think I've described coronavirus, but (laughs) but (laughs) hopefully something can spread around. It it could go viral or something. I mean, yeah, it's like there's a bunch of different levels, I guess, to it. Like before we had to fight a lot just to get companies to say something. Now we've reached a point where companies can at least give some money to people. The next step, some companies already done this, made statements where they showed like their their roadmap of like, this is the stuff, these are the actions we're going to be taking going forward we're like never going to lose sight of this we're going to hire the right people at the right places to do that um and then i guess the last one is like yeah now we're going to actually like just just overthrow all these bad people i don't know um but yeah i feel like i'm I'm more optimistic i'm more on the optimistic side um maybe, i don't know i really don't want this to, have to happen again for us to get to that next level where everyone is like putting forward their plans of like what they're going to do in the future i mean I've we've already seen a bunch of stuff like um i've seen like the humble thing i guess like they're giving out lots of money to black game devs and there's way more awareness of like different black owned stuff going on like in the uk as well like just companies and stuff so it's like as far as because i guess we in our sort of bubble of blackness <laughs> we can kind of reach a lot of black people <laughs> but i guess we need to also be able to reach outside of our own groups as well so like having group massive brands that have like mainly white followings and stuff saying the sort of things that we've been talking about forever hopefully yeah it implants some seeds in the minds of people like i've seen a bunch of stuff like people just tweeting out loads of like black owned businesses i wasn't even aware of ever and i was like wow okay cool i've seen that so i like if i've seen that imagine the people they follow because they're like in certain circles that I don't necessarily have access to, but they can also spread the message to those people. So I'm hoping it's just started like a little bit of a fire, which can gradually like start burning more.
1: Hopefully, oh, yeah, speaking to you makes me more hopeful, but I've been, I just get more and more <laughs> weary as these things happen and Did you see the video of the three black men at protests? And uh, this guy was just ranting and raving because he was just so frustrated. And the one guy said, how old are you? He said, I'm 46. And then the other guy said, I'm 32. And then he's like, you know, we've been doing the same thing. And so then he turns to this 16 year old who was there protesting. And he was like, you know, you've got, he's like, He's 46, I'm 32 and you're 16. He said, in 10 years, you're gonna be doing, standing here doing the exact same shit that we've been doing and he's been doing and people before us. And that was, that really to me was just, I was just like, "This is, that was like my hope just disappeared. Cause <laughs> I was like, he was like, you know, you've gotta, you've gotta do something different. Cause what we did, is not, it's not working. And yeah, so I, I got to this place of just real hopelessness. Um, Sometimes I feel a little bit of hope, but I'm like the most hopeless I've ever felt ever. Um, But, you know, I'm glad we have Park and Play. I'm glad we had this conversation because it's really good to have those perspectives and different levels of hope. you know like different yeah cuz it's like there's, Dez, there's the spectrum right <laughs> the <Dez> spectrum <laughs> and the mic spectrum wait what you
2: mean flat weren't the same do ad glue no
0: multiplicity
1: yeah and i don't like feeling hopeless i don't i don't like that feeling um so yeah I mean, I thought Black Panther was going to change stuff. And now I laugh at myself. I'm like, what the fuck were you thinking?
0: <laughs> yeah, searching for
1: hope. Um, oh, gosh. Yeah. You know, I was just like, this you know, is going to change shit. They're going yeah. to make black films for everyone. Not, they're not for black people. They're for, like mm. Everyone's going to love these films. It's just like It was like about a month <laughs> when there were films that couldn't get distribution yeah. outside of the US. <laughs>
0: And yeah. I was just like, what? Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, <laughs> it, there is a con- constant feeling of hopelessness and it, it does go through the generations. I mean, some, sometimes yeah, when I'm sometimes. feeling really hopeless, I'm like, if you think about all the all the things that black people have been through and we're still here, that, that in a sense gives me some level of strength. And like, I, I hope, I mean... <laughs> I'm not a particularly spiritual person, but sometimes I do think, like, all of the strength of the generations of ancestors, <laughs> which, yeah, is up, ancestors. which is building yeah, up, to carry us forward and to, you yeah, to continue that legacy, Um yeah, it's just something I try to use.
1: Yeah, it's true, and the black community has been amazing in, like, coming up with positive responses, like you say. You know here are black businesses that you can support that will affect real change and um stuff like that and there's people i follow on instagram who are in sewing communities and there's a lot of um talk about diversity and inclusion within the sewing community which is extremely white dominated and yeah so there are pockets of hope i just have to remember to to use those to fuel me but Well, thank you <laughs> <laughs> for your time on this first episode. Well, maybe it's a first episode. I guess people will let us know if they like it and if they want us to do more. Um, and you know, include the other voices from Poc and Play and yeah. interview people, perhaps. Shout out to
2: the whole team, actually, Nida, Jodi, because they've been doing a lot of the legwork because they know we're all like we're too tired to do it. Probably, yeah. But they put together like <laughs> some really great statements. Mu and,
1: stuff. and sitara uh, yeah. Like yeah. everyone on this yeah. team has been phenomenal in just like lifting some of the labor off us for sure because we're Certainly. like tired.
0: You're recognizing the situation, giving each other a helping hand. Yeah. It's been really amazing.
1: Yeah. And so if there's anyone who has like huge pots of gold that they want to give us right now to pock and play, <laughs> you can, <laughs> you know, it's fine to email us. We're We're happy with that. So yeah email us. What's the, the, the contact contact app? It
0: is contact at hotplay.org
1: There we go. You have no excuses now. Yeah. Give us your <laughs> you money. <have> been... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Des yeah, is now yeah. Bob Geldof. We know where to go. So be afraid. Like be very afraid. <laughs> cool. And that's a wrap. That's a wrap.
2: Thanks Good everyone, job, mates. Ciao.